Welcome to Creating with Camille, and this is the fourth episode. I'm shocked and elated. Uh, this one's going to be how to improve your writing. This, I think, will be one of the more specific um, episodes that I will be doing on this podcast. Uh, bear with me if you're not a writer, but it even if you're not a writer, I think these will be helpful tips and guidelines that I personally follow. Obviously, you do not have to, but they have worked for me. And the first one that I'm going to suggest is read. I know this may feel obvious, but it's honestly the most important step. Keep reading every day. I know it's a challenge, uh, especially now that everyone's home and you're probably hanging out with more people now 24-7 than any time else in your life. That's a possibility at this time. So I know it is a challenge to make that time, to find that time, and so often we don't do it. But without reading, there will be no improvement in your writing. And I am not suggesting for this type of reading fan fictions. I am not suggesting online reviews. Do not read online community writings that are, you know, the sites that where people post their they're written stories and you can read through them for free because it's kind of like they post every day about a new chapter or whatever. That's great and I, I do personally enjoy sites like that. However, this is not the caliber of writing or the caliber of reading that will be able to improve your style. And what I mean by that is to improve yourself, you need to read works from people who are above you in talent. Uh, people who are better than you and who people who have had and have currently massive amounts of editors, massive uh, amounts of technology and tools at their disposal so that they have the power to ensure that their work is nearly flawless. Um, because what I'm trying to explain is that your brain is kind of like a sponge, which means when you are reading you're in the act of learning and basically when you read things that are properly created your brain will pick those patterns up so when you begin to write you can look back at your own words and realize hmm the sentence looks incorrect let me rephrase it because I recognize a pattern from reading previously so basically reading not only expands your horizons, it also expands your ability to understand the written language. So you have a tool in your arsenal, which is also fun, and that is reading. And I'm suggesting to go for classics. Go for older books, such as works by Agatha Christie, Oscar Wilde, and Leo Tolstoy. I'm personally trying to read right now uh, War and Peace. I will let you know how that one goes. Um, all these authors, all these creators, they're focused vastly in different areas of literature, but they are all arguably the best in what they have done, the best in what they did. Um, so I suggest learning to appreciate great literature. I'm sure that as a writer you already do, as someone who enjoys creating content, someone who just loves art, you'll understand the beauty of the classics of the greats. 
read works that are popular also in contemporary culture, uh, I suggest this to understand literature trends, to understand where the current market is going and what what that means for you as a writer or perhaps what you know what it means for society in general I'd say that too because another thing you pick up when reading classic works is where society was previously um, basically because it's a little marker of where a writer was in time when they were writing and their historical and cultural norms are kind of uh, dipped into that literature even if they didn't recognize it at the time. It's kind of inherent in our works, and I love that. It's like being able to read the story they've created as well as reading the history of where they came from at the same time, and that's beautiful. And I think that gives you double duty when you're reading an older book. The second suggestion after read, uh, write, 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 as much as you can. Um, this is one of the situations where practice does make perfect or close to perfect. Just write for fun. Make up little poems or short stories just for yourself in your spare time. As a writer, storytelling is your blood. So if something uh, you're probably doing all the time uh, in your head, why not write it down? If writing is something you probably do in your spare time, I suggest now trying to put it from your mental into a physical version, uh, such as notes. What your little stories you're coming up in your head, put them down, solidify them into this, to the physical realm somehow. <laughs> um, I know this for me was a big step because I'd come up with little sayings, little sentences or short stories in my mind and I wouldn't put them down on paper. I wouldn't put them in the note sections of my phone and then I'd, I'd try to scrounge them up from like the debris of my mind and they'd be gone. So I'm trying to save you, saw you guys some pain from my previous sadness <laughs> and the thoughts I'll never be able to dredge back out from this brain. So save yourself, put it in the note section, put it on a piece of paper, whatever you can do. Basically, when you do that, you have the ability to come back to those random works that you've created and see if you like how you phrase certain details. If there are concepts that really shine that you would like to be able to use in a future work. Use previous concepts as building blocks for your future creations. That is so important. Don't be ashamed to come back to your work and be particular about it, but also recognize when a concept or idea is really good and something you jotted down randomly and expand upon it. That is of the utmost recommendation I can give you when you're doing little random notes to yourself. Okay, third guideline I have. Um, don't hate me. Uh, if you know me personally, you're going to laugh. Read the dictionary. Um, for those of you who don't know me personally, uh, why I'm saying people who do know me would laugh is because in third grade, I read the dictionary for fun. I read the dictionary for fun at recess. I read it for fun at lunch. I read it for fun when we were changing uh, from social studies to mathematics. That's what kind of child I was. So I'm really glad I became a writer. Otherwise, I'd become like a crazy person. I don't know. Like a, I, Dexter might have been me, 2.0. I'm really glad I ended up becoming a writer because that's very strange behavior, I think, for a third grader. 
Okay, but now as a writer, I suggest um, if you want to expand your writing, read the dictionary. Why? Because vocabulary is a tool you need to have at your disposal at all times. Um, I'm not suggesting when you're creating works for perhaps the public that you throw every new word you've learned into it because it gets bogged down and heavy and difficult if someone has to translate every other word you've used. Um, it doesn't make the piece relatable because there's a mental block there for the majority of the population. However, I do suggest using those words every once and now and once and again. Sprinkle them in how you will. But I do suggest you know that vocabulary, master it, learn those words. What I did and what I do now is I go through the dictionary page by page, I read it over, and the words I like, I pluck them out, I have a piece of paper, and I write them and the definition, and I come back to those sheets of paper and use the words I at the time liked. I thought they were beautiful, I thought they were concise or intelligent, and I try and use them how I can. And that makes me familiar with those words and that brings them into my everyday vocabulary. So that's a great thing. So you can have that in your arsenal. So if you want to hone your craft, there is no better place uh, to be able to do that than with your brain. So keep learning and improving, especially that vocabulary. Uh, so another tool, another suggestion I have is watch one random documentary at least every month. I know, doesn't sound like this is how you improve your writing. Trust me, this is how I did it. Um, so I know it's strange and it seems like it doesn't belong, but it's because you need to avoid monotony by introducing different subjects or um, different information to your mental diet. So even though we're in quarantine, uh, this is really the perfect time to start learning something new, like even a new language. Personally, I also started to sign up for random online classes. Uh, I signed up for this class about a month ago. I'll share it with you guys. I signed up for a class about sheep grazing and the impact sheep have on the climate change. Uh, so, this class was supposed to take four weeks to finish. I somehow managed to devour this class in three days, well, three nights. I live in Los Angeles, so I'm not sure when I'm going to need this information uh, about sheep, but I will be ready if I ever need it. Okay. And my last tip, my last suggestion, speak with people who are older than you are. Um, that can range from a professor, a counselor, an older relative, uh, a neighbor. What I suggest if it's a professor, a counselor you really admire, I would hold off on befriending them until you graduated, just so there's no imbalance of power, just so both of you are more on a level field. Um, sometimes it helps to speak with someone outside of your family. Ooh, sometimes it helps to speak with someone outside of your family about life and perspective. And that works too. I don't really recommend uh, speaking with someone who's five years older than you. Uh, when I say older, I recommend a generous age gap. I would say 20 or 50 years older than you are. A generous gap. 
if you're fortunate enough to know people who are that much older than you, this is my suggestion to you. Saying age before beauty really is true for some things. So having someone who has had the opportunity to live through more than you have is kind of like having an inside look into situations. I'm actually really close with a wonderful woman who is around 50 years, 55 years my senior. And we usually grab lunches on about a monthly basis and we just chat and talk about life. She is so quick and she really sees the world in a perspective that leaves me feeling like a kid every time and I love it and I adore her and I'm honestly very excited to be able to rekindle that once quarantine and life returns to normal. Um, Obviously social distancing is very important. I'll just put that in there, my little blurb about that. So we're holding off. So those those relationships are very important. If you want to get creative, Zoom. <laughs> um, these, these relationships are important specifically because they keep you humble. Because you understand then that there's people who have so much more understanding about life than you do. And it really sparks uh, that curiosity to learn more, at least in my belly. And so that's why I think it's so important to, to respect and talk with elders. And that's also going to improve your writing because it's kind of like being able to see further um, through a, a magnifying glass. No, binoculars, something where you can just have a better glimpse of, of the world around you. And um, I really do hope you like this video, um, this little podcast. Um, and if you want to hear more, click on the next episode. And thank you for listening to Creating with Camille.